Yo fam, welcome to Let's Go with Nick Pags. This series is intended to empower you to break through your self-limiting beliefs and step into your personal power. You're the only one in your way, so if you're ready to step up and out, this is your show. Let's go. I didn't give you a time limit very much yeah. on purpose. Folks, we are back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, very like I'll just be very transparent. Me and Obi just did an hour-long podcast. <laughs> we ended it, and we looked at each other and said, we got to talk group fitness. But wait, there's more. There's more. There's too much more. We could do this for eight days, but we're going again. Got to talk about our jobs. I'm with the Obi show at the partner's gym, the man, the myth, the legend, Obi himself. Obi, how you feeling? Yes, sir. Okay. I'm energized. I'm energized. We just got mentally Pumped energized. Up. We just psyched ourselves up right now. Which will absolutely be a part of our discussion. Yep. Today, I want to talk group fitness with OB and just fitness in general. Um, so OB, give a very, very short version because you've already been on the show. Yeah. Give us a very short version of who you are, what you do. Well, uh, my name is OB Noe, uh, the owner of the Partners Gym in Thornwood, New York. Um, I'm not relevant to the conversation. I'm not from this industry. I'm a software developer who decided one day to become a, a trainer. And I've owned this gym for three years. And that's, uh, we're a small group training gym. Okay. Back to you. Back to me. So me and Obi have tons of brilliant conversations. Well, we think they're brilliant. They're the best. (laughs) We literally will just like, he's one of the people, you know, you got those people in your life who like, you know, they're like one of your go-to people to talk to. Obi is always in this industry, the guy that I go to, to discuss. Um, And so this is a really interesting thing with you and I, and I love this dynamic. You're very much on, I wouldn't say small scale, you're a full-time gym owner of a big space in Westchester, New York, which is a very elite county of the country. Um, So it's an unbelievable feat to be running a business in this county. Um, And I am doing the same. I'm a co-owner of Rip Fitness. We have two locations, but different. You're more of a, you've got the small group thing. So tell people, first of all, so they know, yeah. uh, you do small group training, correct? And then you do personal training on your own. You hire trainers out. It's a trainer's gym. So I started, I met OB because I needed a space to yeah. take clients. I came in, pay him a fee to utilize his space for the hour. Yeah. And that's it. So you, that's what you do. And then how many classes a week do you have? Uh, we run about 55 classes a week. Uh, we focus mostly on the small group end. Uh, the small group training and 15 or less, uh, you know, resistance uh, and cardio all mixed in there. It's almost like we try to model like personal training and there's 14 people, 14 people there with you. Right. Um, and then, you know, this room we use for spin and yoga when we're not podcasting in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're just doing the... Uh, so we're, we're a very podcast. different type of gym. It's almost very difficult to describe us. Yeah. Uh, that's sort of even one of the hardest things in marketing partners is that there's very there's very few gyms like us. Yeah, I haven't then, seen any like that. On the on the personal training side, um, I've actually so I do mostly independence, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, the gym has almost the gym, my gym has no clients. I've never liked the whole idea of splitting with uh, with with trainers. I feel like it doesn't give them enough. Nobody has enough stake in the clients right. to to go to bat for them. So right, our personal right, right. training um, philosophy is: if you come in here, you need a trainer. If I can do it, I'll do it. If not, I'll get one of my independents to do it, and then you talk to them and deal with them. So, what me and Obi have had phenomenal conversations about in past times are um, the industry and where it's going with group fitness, and I think it's something that is really interesting. 
uh, to tap into. But really the dynamics, so we both are firm believers, I think, I know I am, and you told me you are, in that it is way more about a bold experience than it is just about a workout, just an experience, just cool lighting and music. What is your, I guess I'll start with this question, what is your theory on creating a phenomenal class for somebody? What is, like, what do you think is important? Because that's just going to, I'm just looking for a very broad question to get us talking Definitely. about it. So I, I think what you're trying to get to here is looking beyond the reps and sets. Mm-hmm. Um, group fitness is an experience, right? And your goal, you're, you're as a group fitness instructor, you're an experience manager, right? The, the experience you're managing happens to be lifting weights and running and all that stuff. But it's not the entirety of your product. Your product is, people experience it, right? And what gets left out, and we've talked about this before, and if you go to group fitness certification is, no one tells you about that very important end. People will do things that make them feel good. End of story. Mm -hmm. If smoking kills you, but it makes you feel good, you will keep, keep smoking for, unfortunately, a lot of people keep doing that until they take it to their graves. So what, I, what I've always looked at my job as, and it took me a while, I, I'm almost self-thought here. So I, I, I figured this out with, you know, pretty much on my own. I went into this business with no experience. I was a software developer, and I decided, oh, I want to be a, a trainer. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And I figured this out on my own just by trial and error. And I've made every... You know, if you want, if you if you're a gym owner or you're new into training, come talk to me. I've made every single mistake. mistake. Every mistake. Every yep. mistake Same. in the I'm game. I have made them, and I will tell you, this is my experience, and so you don't you avoid them. However, I I figured this out on my own, trying to figure out what kinds of clients keep coming back. What kind of clients am I having the best results with in terms of sticking to the program and 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 you know, continuing with a fitness life, a fit life. And I think it's the ones that have the best experience. So what does that mean in terms of actually executing a group fitness class? What does that mean? It means that you have to impact the person, right? Not the, the clients, not the patient, the person. Right. And there's so many ways you can do this. This is why coming up with a class, first you come up, okay, so what are we doing? sets of this, uh, curls, push-ups, whatever it is, we're running. That's it's good. Sur- it's the surface of what a That's class good. is. Here's how I describe it. I describe it to my trainers. It's the wheels on a car. You have to be technically strong. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you want to be a good trainer, you've got to be technically tr- strong. You have to understand how the human body moves. Right. right? So you keep people safe, and then you, you have programs that make sense. But it's the wheels on a car. No one buys a car because it has wheels. But every car needs wheels. Mm-hmm. Done. We got wheels. Okay, what's next? Because no one's going to buy you because of it. That next level is where you impact the person. You could do it through your programming. You could do it through your relation with them. You could do it through your environment. All right. But the impact of the person and creating that positive experience, whether or not you like it, whether or not you're a purist or not, is more important than everything else about the product you're, you're delivering. You know why? Because that's what you're being hired to do. Yeah. The question you always have to ask yourself in any service situation is, what, what am I, hired am I yeah. being hired to do? You know who may not be able to tell you that? The customer. Right. Your customer may not know why they're there. 
Right. It's your job to figure out why they keep coming back to you. Right. Why aren't they doing this at home by themselves? They could, they could look up, if you Google workouts, you find so many of them, you could just do it at home by yourself. If you, you, there's people who would teach you the form and everything. Why aren't they doing it by themselves? So what, why are they coming to you and paying you whatever it is they're paying you for you to oversee that experience? It's because they're looking for someone who can make this experience something they'd like to have. I, I, if you want to boil down group fitness to one, to one value prop, it is the industry that strives to make fitness an experience that regular people want to have. Right. Fitness is not selling ice cream, right? It's easy. Oh, ice cream sells itself. Everybody loves ice cream. Right. Pushing yourself on the treadmill, okay? Doing burpees, doing whatever it is is not a product that's easy to sell because it actually involves beating a human... I mean, it, it's... it's You're it's, yourself down? It's very good for you, yes. Right. But at the time, it's not like having ice cream, yeah. right? So you have to ask yourself, what are these people wanting? They want to be the people who do that and love doing it. And to, to get them there, you have to reach the person behind all of it. So there's a lot going on with all that. And I think... I, I have a feeling that this podcast is going to be very uh, important for group fitness instructors right. and new incoming people thinking about group fitness yeah. to hear. The number one thing and the reason – so I've taken all the classes. Like I live in the city. Yeah. I work in the city. I take classes. I've been teaching cl- – like I'm, I have a reputation as being one of the, He's the higher – one of the best in the city, whatever you want to call it. Which is the hub, by the way, of the world of group fitness. Like, it, it amazes me. The more that I travel and see group fitness everywhere else in the world, it's just years and light years away from yeah. everybody else. Just New York in general, but New York City is the That's hub what of the best. Does. There's, there's a studio in every corner. In every corner. So and everybody's every, it, constantly it's evolving. It's forcing evolution. Right. So, I think that the, the, and I've taken classes everywhere, I've seen some really phenomenal instructors all over the place. The one thing that makes the biggest difference is when the instructor, so this gets real deep with stuff, but I think the instructor has to be unbelievably self-aware. Like, I just don't believe there's, like, I can't name anybody in my life who's more self-aware than me. Now, it's perspective. Like, but, and and what I'm going to say is, I believe the same for you because I've talked to you so much and I know you now and you've done that over and over. Explain it. You come to me with a question or you say stuff and you're like so deep into it. You could tell you thought about it, pondered it, really yeah. challenged yourself. And that's most of the issue in this industry right now. And I'll, and, and I'll say it that way because the people who end up doing this are people who think they're awesome, people who think they should stand in front of a room, people who think they're so good at exercise that everybody should watch them in front of a room. And you know who, who they're not like? Their clients. Right. They're very unlike their clients. They're unlike their clients because they're successful in that realm. They're they really confident. Working. They really love working They out. love working out. So they don't connect with their clients. And then because they're so ego-driven, and I'm shitting on my industry a little bit, but I do think it's a big problem right now because we're so, as instructors, ego-driven about how do we look, how do we feel, what's going on with our, like us and our dynamic in the room. How about like your dynamic will come off the right way if you're so focused on your clientele, what they want, what they need, yeah. and how you're going to offer right. it to them. 
I just believe that self-awareness is the number one thing that should be the foundation and a pyramid of what makes a great instructor. Self-awareness is it. Um, so, so the ability to put yourself in the shoes of the group or the person that you're working with is is very important. Empathy, right? It, Training yeah, with emp- empathy. I, I, yeah. You, you're right. I, I think I've, I've I've written this somewhere. Thought this before. I've written it somewhere. Um, I think it was it was actually just a side note. It was in the comments of when I went to your class, your first time I went to your class, mm-hmm. and I said one of the things I look for. It's in my Instagram somewhere. That it's empathy, and you nailed that word. And I and I've yeah. used that word on my Instagram before. Um, when I went to the Roan class. Yeah. So yes, empathy is one of the biggest traits you I look for. In, in you know the whole the technical aspect is yes, eventually we'll talk about the wheels in the car right but the ability to put yourself in the position of your your clients of your members of your students it, 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 it puts you halfway there people like to say don't tell me how good you are until I know how much you care right so I like that so small in, in, in and and you know what we're, we're taking a very we're, we're describing group fitness now from a very hands-on approach right? I got to relate to the person, care about them, all that stuff. Um, and the, 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 there are studios out there that are doing that, that creating that experience without necessarily being this high touch. So there, there are multiple different ways, and I mentioned three of them. I believe through your programming, you could do that. It's really difficult, but you can do that through programming, right? If, and this is more like inside baseball talk right now. It's really hard to do it through programming. It's hard to do, but you, you, I mean, if you're that good programming-wise, you can program in an experience that somebody wants to have again that makes them feel important. That makes That's them feel like they, just, what... they just overcame something, right? You could do that. If you, you, number two is your relations. This is the part we're talking about is your relation to the class and the, and the individual in the class. Mm-hmm. Number three, which is what, as you get bigger, you start to go towards is your environment. People are very, we're very sensory driven, right? So your environment can actually drive that positive experience that somebody wants to have again. And if you look at something like Soul, for example, um, I don't know how many Soul instructors know everybody in that class, right? I don't know if, right. I, I don't know that. Right. Maybe I'm wrong. I've been to a few Soul classes. I don't know how many of them know, have that empathy with people in their classes. But the, their environment is so whatever you whatever you 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 know people argue whether or not it's pure spin or whatever it is, um, but that environment obviously creates repeat usage, um, even without having that high, high um, that high touch uh, end of it. So there are multiple different ways to drive an ex- experience that somebody wants to have again, but you have to look at your situation and say which one which one is most applicable to me. But the point of the matter right now is that is that the experience drives usage and not necessarily your technical ability or your, or your ability to write the most, let's say, hypertrophic, the most cardiovascularly um, appropriate Dude, keep it workout. simple, stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. And I, I've, I've done all the wrong things. I've done the, like, oh, let me try to wow them with my ability to write the most. Right. This is, this is if you're a... A wannabe group fit, fitness instructor, that sounds negative. If you're looking into doing that right. in some way, if you're taking those steps, this is the number one, this right here is the foundation of should I do this or not. If your ego is too strong to keep it simple and go back to the basics of fitness yes. and learn how to just do it that way, you're not going to be the guy that comes in and says, I've got the new thing. There are 
billions of people right now. That's an exaggeration. Hundreds of thousands of people trying to figure out the next big thing in fitness. You are not just going to come up with an idea having not been in the industry and be like, oh, you know what? I figured it out. Wrong. What you will kill and murder and be the best at is being you and killing that and like that, letting that be your foundation. That's your path. That's, that's your path to success. And then you'll find, then you'll find the, the modality that works best for you and yeah. all that. I had an experience just to stay with this and then I'll let you go. Yeah. The kiss thing. I, I went through all of the try the hardest. At Ripped, we struggled because the best instructors, we hire these mega yeah. names to come in and kill it and we pay them a ton of money yeah. to come in. Like, and they always want to do their own thing because they know it works and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They say it has never worked for them to come in and change the method I mean, because they try and advance the method and the bottom line is what works, works. Right. So I, I, I just had an experience in, I'm cutting you off, in Texas where I don't, I, like, whatever. I just, I don't want to crap on anybody. But my man was, who was teaching a class that I was kind of got, like watching over. I was a guest in... Very nice guy, unbelievably knowledgeable yeah. about fitness, so smart, been yeah. in the industry for 10 years. He had a massive problem with the class because he tried to do these games and evolve and create teamwork. And, and I love his thought process, but save that for PE. Group fitness should be get down and dirty, do what you have to do. If you have a group of people that you work with five days a week and it's the same group, now you can get advanced. But how about like half of your crew is like a one time a week thing and they, like, just give it to them simple and then make the experience aggressive. You cannot emphasize this point enough for a new up-and-coming trainer who grew up in the Instagram world. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to find your workouts on Instagram, you're doing it wrong. Because Instagram self-selects the most complicated, the most eye-catching Sort of that it's it's not a it's not indicative of what's effective. It's the highlight reel right. of, it, it, of it, the it's, it's what you want to watch, which is not the same as what you want to do. So you're like, wait, wait a second. This 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 got a, uh, so many likes on Instagram, but it's not working for me in my class. It's because it, they're not they're not asking they're not being hired to do the same thing. Instagram is being hired to entertain you. Your class is being hired to create an experience that somebody wants to have again. Which is which may not involve the same kind of activity. So if you if you're new and you're like, okay, I'm gonna go see all the best trainers, I'm gonna just do whatever they do on Instagram. The stuff you put on Instagram, you wouldn't even do in your class. Right, right, right. You wouldn't totally. even do in your class. So I went through it where I'm like, okay, let me just try to wow these people. And eventually it took it took me too long. It took me literally two and a half years to go, stop it. Right. Stop it. And I would I, there are things that I do. I, mean, I, I love music, for example. And I always introduce music and dance into my classes where they're actually part of the class. It's incredibly complicated. Right. But there was so much fun for me. And I'm like, these people are going to be so impressed with how much time I spend choreographing this entire thing. And you tell what, Nick, right now, I wouldn't do that even once in my class anymore. Right. It's something I love. It's crazy. It's something that I find valuable. It's something not valuable. It's something I love, something I love to do, something that, that I actually find interesting. But it's not, it's not KISS. Right. It's not keeping it simple. Right. And it's not as effective. Right. Um, and I wouldn't do it anymore. And people actually ask me, hey, remember when you used to do that thing? I'm like, it's like no. no, it's not mm-hmm. the program. And you know what's said about the program? Guys, you're a trainer out there and you think you have a program? Everybody has a program. <laughs> Everybody. Yours is not any better than the person. Ne- it, you got to pick one and then do it enough so you get so good at it that you're the best but it, the, what, what you pick is actually not as relevant 
as the execution that's consistent and effective and understandable to someone who's just walking into your class and trying to figure out a way to get an hour workout. If I'm taking your class and every single time I see you, you've got a new modality, the next new thing, I don't trust you. This is a really interesting point. Right. If I'm going to your class and every single time, now I'm not saying do the same thing over and over no, and no, just no. get really, please, please, please. No, yeah. Very different. You, you know, if we're, every we're time. We're not push-ups and squats every single class. Absolutely. And this, it should go without saying, right? That when, that's not what absolutely. we're talking about, but we're saying it. But every single time, Time, if you come in with like the new trend, the new fad, and you're like doing it to keep interesting, I don't trust you anymore because you just spent last week telling me how important and imperative that thing is, and it's the best and the best and the best. And then you come in and you've got this new wild thing because you want to keep me interested as the client. It's about you, it's about you and your ego. That's about you trying to like show everybody shirt. how smart I am. One of, the, one of my favorite shirts, if you see me, I wear it all the time. Then we're, we're in a partner's gym shirt. <laughs> yeah, shirt. I love this one. I wear it more often than I wear my partner's gym shirt. It says, no ego, amigo. Every single trainer should have that yep. shirt. I, I mean, it just summarizes how you become great as a group training instructor. It's not about you. Sometimes when we complicate things, it's, because, it's to show people how smart we are, not because we think it's good for them. Right. The question you ask is a good for my clients. Not does he show that I'm smart, that I'm creative. That's not a product that they're paying for. They're right. paying for a great experience. And your creativity is not the product. Right. That, that's about you. So true. So now, so that's kind of the foundation for, uh, and maybe we should keep it on this, but I, I just want to keep evolving it. So for somebody who's just getting started or wants to get started in group fitness, that's an unbelievable 10 20 minutes of time that you should just listen to that on repeat because that foundationally is a phenomenal start for you. Be so unbelievably self-aware and locked in that you know you and what you do and then from that foundation, you can help the people around you grow. But it's like a confidence thing, which brings the fact to this. Okay, so you talked about earlier your um, Instagram post. I found it. Oh, you found it? This is when Obi this is when Obi came to my class. Okay, we had that, what did I say? 36. I, I, we had 36 of the most savage okay. individuals with Roan. Shout out to Roan, great clothing company. Um I'm Lulu till I die always. I love them. But Roan is a phenomenal company, phenomenal group of people, and I love their product. So they have these incredible events. One of them was at Ripped. And I taught a class for 36 savage men. Obi was one of them. Um He wrote, and he was talking about empathy, right? He wrote in his post, and this was a long while back, September, not that long, 6th of this year. One of the best educational investments any group fitness instructor can make is to be a group fitness student as frequently as possible. It doesn't matter how experienced, this is me, Nick Pag speaking, it doesn't matter how experienced you are, always be a student. Don't be an idiot and think you have it. Always be a student. I consider myself one of the best, call me cocky, whatever. I'm always taking classes. Back to OB's post here. Um, Empathy is a foundational core competency for any group fitness instructor. There's no other way to acquire it but to expose yourself to the product. Phenomenal. Let me continue. Group fitness starts and ends with harnessing the energy of the room. Nick Pags, thank you. I love you, Obi, is a master (laughs) at this and he was masterful as always. If the energy is right, almost any workout is a great workout. I try to avoid hiring or hanging out with group fitness instructors who don't get this simple concept. So why I'm reading that. Empathy is the newest 
coolest, trendiest thing in the industry, and it should never leave, and it's so amazing that we've gotten to this point. I think there's always been empathy in the industry. Yeah. I haven't studied from 30, 40 years ago, but my mom was a group fitness instructor. She, oh, she would was. vibe, yep, she did it for like $2 a head yeah. in a big gym with 100 people, and she did choreography. Yeah. She was a choreographer. She, in the very little, you know, I haven't talked to her enough about it, but in the very little she has discussed with me, it was like an experience for people. She would connect with them. They loved meeting Janice on stage, not yeah. like the group fitness instructor. Group fitness has gotten out of hand in that these like superstars, these mega celebrities have come into play. There are people whose names, like people glisten at their names on right. Instagram. We're losing a little bit, I think, the quality of like empathy in the room, the quality of harnessing energy, the specifics, the basics of group fitness. So for somebody who's more advanced, which is where I'm shifting the conversation to, and we don't have a lot of time okay. left because Obi's got work. Um, but I think when you're getting to that, like you're good or you're doing all right and your numbers are okay in group fitness and you want to take it to that next yeah. level. I think that self-awareness and really starting to tap into empathy will get you to that next place. Here's what I mean. I took forever to get to a place where I could do motivational stuff, get people inspired. It becomes very cheesy if you do it out the books. It becomes very cheap and fake if you're just being motivational and reading off inspirational quotes. What shifted was when I was so invested in Sally having the most incredible experience she could ever have. Yeah. What that came from was writing emails after class, saying, did you enjoy class? Not because I really gave a shit about people's opinions of how I was as an instructor, but I wanted to hear more about your life so that I could curate the class in a way, not the modality, the modality stayed the same. I could curate what I wanted to speak about or how I wanted to tap into someone's emotion through that. You're blowing my mind right now because like I talk to my I talk to my members all the time and I tell you that half that conversation is I want to know what makes them tick right. and it could be anything we could be talking about a play they saw going out with their husbands going out with their wives whatever it is the more I know about you and in for me like my clients it's like I have a photographic memory of all of them I know mm -hmm. I know what makes them tick once I figure it out I know how to talk to you right and you write those emails like what they come back with what is it what what reson resonated with them in the class? It's not because you're looking for reviews of yourself. Right, right, right. You're looking to see what's important to them. Again, empathy. How can I get myself in your shoes? I have, I, to, I have to know something about you. Can I give an example? Because sure. it's locked into my head. Um, or it was a second ago and now I'm losing it. So I, okay, so when I started training, I was 20, 23 at Ripped. Yeah, because I'm 26 now. 23, 22. And I was like, I remember it was an 8.30 was my first prime time that I got. I had been teaching there for a while. Um, and I was obviously not known her at this point. I had started teaching the 6 a.m.s. I yeah. had nobody in my class. I had to build, build, build. I got enough where they felt like I was in a place enough to teach an 8.30 prime time. I show up. There's two people for my first prime time. And Eve, who's a magician who doesn't work for us anymore. She's phenomenal. She works at a, a flywheel maybe. I, I don't know. But she's killer. She had a sold-out class with a waiting list. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I know, that feeling. And I remember that feeling and saying, like, I will study Eve and Hawk yeah. and just eye her down and learn every bit of what she does until I get it right, until I can do that. Yep. So I did that, and it was, it was two, 
I think two years later, and this is so wrong and so mean, but so right. I remember Eve retired from us. She just said yeah. she's ready to go on to her next step. And it was the anniversary of when I had, or like when I had started my 830, yeah. two years later, or three years later, I'm sorry, she had 10 people in her class or eight people at her 935. I was sold out with a waiting list at 830. The, the, switch happened yeah and she was saying goodbye now my intention was not to kick her out right. never but just that platform so but she was incredibly important to you she was very huge important to you. and i learned and i studied but this is the point that i want to make i'm a 22 year old kid trying to motivate people and i will one day have this discussion on this podcast about um you know making that shift into like speaking with people yeah. and motivating in class yeah. because all my clients are very Wealthy, successful, not all, most, super successful, right. well-off, doing super well in their lives, um, clientele either living in you know, Westchester, New York, or Upper East Side, New York City. They're killing it. What is a 22-year-old kid going to tell them that's going to motivate them in success? So what I had to do was study my clientele. Yeah. So I, stu- like I wrote the emails. I learned, I learned, I learned. And what I learned was their moms, they struggle with the same thing any mom would struggle with. They want to feel better. They want to look better. I just had to find a way to relate with those things. Got to break down the human being. Find I broke the, down the human the being. Basal, the basal component. Everybody has that. The, the, the facade of the, the CEO, the successful real estate agent, all that breaks down to a human. When you're on that treadmill, on the rower with the weights, all that's left it's that human being. It's exposed and available for you to then talk to that it's person. It's the equalizer of the world. Right. It's fitness to me. At and that if point, you can, all that stuff is goes gone. away. Like you even have that person struggling. The mega doubting CEO, themselves. Absolutely. And like I worked with a, a mega star. I don't want to say his name. I posted him on my Instagram recently. He's a Broadway star. I reached out to him. He was doing my workouts online. I reached out, had him come in for a session. You realize real quick, I don't care how big of a star you are, the second you start hustling, you're back to just being a human. Yeah. Star goes out the window, mega status goes out the window. So I did that, which was, when I look back on it, at 22 years old to recognize that that's what, like I don't know if I really analyzed that much, but I did say to myself, I remember saying, I gotta figure out what's gonna make these people tick, like yeah. you said. Definitely. So I, I'm not a mom, I'm not, 40 years old. Yep. I'm not struggling with my, my weight. I'm not hating going to work out. I work a lot of hours for a living. I don't get to sit home all day. These are all things that are different than me and the mom that I usually teach. It's like the farthest thing that I can relate yes. with. How did I do it? And that's what I, like I had to keep talking to them. And th- be it, that idea of being a student I just constantly was like, look guys, I don't know, I'm not here to tell you how to do this or to get it right. Yeah. Yes, I'll tell you the modality and I'll help right. you with your squats. Yeah. But bottom line is if you wanna feel motivated, maybe you need to tap into the areas that motivate you, inspire you. Yeah. So the discussion started becoming about them rather than like what was firing me up. It yeah. just has to be empathy. Like right. you gotta think and, about your clients. And this is not an obvious thing to say in the industry. I've hired lots of trainers, right? I've gotten rid of pretty much I've, pretty, I've gotten rid of a lot of trainers as well. Mm-hmm. And typically what makes a difference for me is if I get the impression that you don't have 
that empathy, that you don't value that. I, be, I mean, I hire for just, I, the straight things you, you hire for, one, what kind of you know, skills they have, and then two, the abilities, mm-hmm. and three, the values. Mm-hmm. Values don't change. Abilities are a little bit more, um, a little bit more transient than skills. Are just oh, get the certification, get the certification, learn this, learn that. I can fix that. Okay, your abilities is okay. You're a good speaker, all that stuff. Harder to acquire. Values are unchangeable for the most part. They're most hardest to change. If we don't have a value match, but you're very strong, very skilled, high ability, I will get rid of you. Yeah. And I've gotten to that point. Yeah. Um, because if we both have to value that empathy that relation to the person, that trying to identify who's behind the rower, the treadmill, and then speaking to them and spending time on it. Right. And if, you, if you're there, then we work together, right? And then you, you, you can work with me or you know, for me at the partner's gym. And this is something that's lacking in the industry. Yeah, huge. Because nobody tells you this. Right. Nobody does. Obi's got to go teach a session. Tell us where we can find you on Instagram. And I think... On Instagram, Obi, you're down to, I know I am, at Nick Pegg's Fit, right? You can DM me anytime with questions about group fitness and like what steps to take. Like I you said, can do it started, to Obi all the time. I've, I've, uh, I've made every single mistake there is, and I would love to share all of them with everybody. Just as I'm much very, of I'm us. I'm very proud of all my mistakes. Right. I'm very proud of my failures. Huge. And I am lucky to be here talking to you now after essentially you know, not knowing what I'm doing, right? right. Being, not being simple enough. Not focusing enough on the people. I will own all my mistakes, right? Yeah. Focusing on my ego and the stuff I know and being and looking creative. I will own them. And I'm I'm ve- I'm like eager to share them with you. I want to tell you how bad I was so you can know how good you could be. We're blessed right? to have gone gone through right. those trials I, and tribulations yeah. and now I know he does. I know I do feel this responsibility to reach out to you right. if you're the new group fitness instructor or the struggling group fitness instructor on how to help. Right. So I'm at the, the partnersgym.com, partnersgym.com. Uh, no, partnersgym.com is a website. No one had, no one, no Nobody one's, will go there. No one goes there anymore. Instagram. At the partners gym for my gym. At the OB show for my personal Instagram. O-B-I-S-H-O-W. The OB show, right? T-H-E. At the Obi Show. The Obi Show. So reach, reach out, out to him. Let's let's talk. Let's talk. Start the conversation, man. And we talked about taking steps in our last last podcast. Take the step. Just write to him and be like, I don't even know what question to ask. That's I just want to be in step. your circle. And small step. My first career, I did a lot of recruiting. I talked to a lot of young kids who wanted to be uh, software developers. This is just what I love doing. Anything else you got to say before we head out? Because I know you got to go. <laughs> well, I got my client out there waiting for me. Okay. But, um, yeah, this is awesome. Love to thank be you for on your taking show again. Time. Nick Pags. You're the man, the hero, yep. the myth, yep. the legend. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Catch up on the next one. The Obi. Check him out on Instagram. Yes. As always, your boy Nick Pags Fit coming at you. Thank you all for watching. See you next time. Yep. Peace. Yo, fam. I want to acknowledge you today for taking leaps and bounds towards a more epic life. Your support and attention is so greatly appreciated, and I never take it for granted. Thank you so much for listening. I would love if you would continue to be a part of the Nick Pags Fit fam. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and I'll see y'all on the next episode.